We're the Nada Grande Boys. I'm Rodney Wood. And I'm Kyle Jackson. Welcome to the Nada Grande Outdoors podcast where we hunt it forward. Yeah, we're ready. <laughs> we're not ready. Thanks but, for the well, heads up, Rodney. Jeez. Not not ready, but we are and recording. We are a go. <laughs> we are a go. Um, Gear Junkie Jerry. We got Gear Junkie Jerry on. I guess you can call me that. Yeah. We're, we're gonna. <laughs> it's a, it's yeah. an upgrade from Pokemon. Not, yeah. not, <laughs> not sure there's a can in there. Right. <laughs> All right. There's a we will and... Steve Ferguson, right? I see that. All right, awesome. Which is interesting because I hadn't seen Steve since college. It's been ten years. Been a while. No, it's been twelve. It's been been longer. Thirteen years. Two thousand and six, bro. Yeah. Thirteen. Time passes. When I met the wife. Yeah. In your last semester. Yeah. So good to see him. Good to be sitting with Gear Junkie Jerry. <laughs> yep. And doing a podcast. It rained last night. We're up here in the mountains of uh, near Rio Doso and uh, nice and fresh and clean and crisp spring morning. Yep. Day it's... after the end of turkey season. Right, right. Spring yeah. turkey. So y'all hunted, y'all did some turkey hunting yesterday, yeah? Yep. Yep. Did he get? Um, he did. Yep. Called in a. A gobbler a few times and finally finally got him handled and uh yeah, with a bow yeah with a bow oh you you took it with the bow yeah. nice very nice. Yeah. Yeah. nice so that was, that was pretty good and he's eight and three quarter very nice 48 and a half long from beak to tail one inch hooks one inch hooks yeah very nice I think it's a Rio we're, just, we're still trying to figure out how the difference between a Rio and a... Tail feathers. Tail feathers. Is it tail feathers? Yeah, look at your tail feathers. Look at the color on your tail feathers. Okay. Um, yeah, look it up and look at tail feathers. <laughs> I'm trying to remember because I... get it backwards. I know. I always do it backwards, <laughs> yeah. too. So, uh, the guy, Rio has the darker tail. The darker uh, tail yes. feathers. The Rio has yeah. the darker, it's like a cream or a tan colored tail yes. feathers. The Miriams has the more white. 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 white on the tip. I yeah. think. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. I could have got that completely. If we're wrong, someone will let us know. But All right. No, they won't. They never tell me. We can be right. We can be right wrong. wrong. We can do whatever <laughs> we want. But yeah, I'm pretty sure um, it's the, the cream or the darker color. The cream or the tan tail feathers is the Rio. Yeah. And the whiter tail feathers is the Miriams because we have uh, an area up there where they're they they're kind of their ranges meet and so everybody's always calling in and saying well what about this what about that and so that's the best way to tell hmm. just off of looking at them so yeah what do you guys think you had I think it was a real yeah we're yeah. thinking I, I think that's what we have his, his, his hooks t- his, his hooks curved so, I've got some other theories on Telling the Miriams apart from the Rio Grande. Let's hear it. Yeah. Um, just from experience of killing Rios or Spurs, more of a red color and okay. they kind of have a little more of a hook shape to them. And the Miriams are typically more of a black color and more triangular. But 
never come across any scientific evidence on that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, I've, I've read too on the different color of iridescence on the plumage. Mm -hmm. But I think, and so that's not always consistent either. So. It's interesting reading about that stuff because, you know, you got to consider sources and things like that. But, um, you know, just straight for someone who's not real um, versed in telling those things apart, that's generally what they talk about is, is the tail feathers. So. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, where those subspecies overlap, Really gets tricky. I was really gets yeah, tricky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Miriam putting it to a Rio Grande, and now you get red hooks and tail feathers. And... Right. <laughs> yeah, we got ten or fifteen miles from here, and there's Rio Grandes, you know. And yeah. Of course, we're surrounded by Miriams. So. Yep. Yep. And a couple, a couple places. I mean, that's one of the reasons that I think New Mexico's um, pretty sought after to come hunt turkeys because we've got three, sub three subspecies sub here in New Mexico that you can that you can hunt and. And so to complete that turkey slam, this is a pretty popular place. Yeah. And you can you can hit a Mer Merriam's in a Rio Grande within, yeah. you know, hours drive. an hour's drive. <laughs> and so, yeah. man, it, it makes it pretty yeah. pretty popular. That's for sure. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, he got that one. And, um, you know, we were trying to get me one, but the shot presented itself to him. So right. he, he took that's, it. That's how it, that's how it goes. We found other birds, but they were... Hung up on private land around feeders, of course. And right. Yeah. Right. Trying to do it on public. We think we think it's the same one that we we called in, called in twice. Yeah, Jerry. I thought he was going to have him yesterday morning. He went to range him and just picked up on a little bit of movement and right. Spun around. Got nervous. Head the other way. <laughs> they, you can't. Yeah. They, they such eyesight on those birds. The eyesight on those birds is ridiculous. And, any little movement, man, and they're just gone, Johnson. Yeah. Um, he shot him. He sh he came in quiet behind us. Oh, really? And we were picking up to leave, and and, and we thought we heard something behind us, so we just kind of moved around, and there he was. Boom! There he he saw me, and clucked a little bit, and went over a different way, and all of a sudden, pew, <laughs> there <Right>. it was. <laughs> right. Good deal. I want to take. I want to. I want to take a turkey with my bow i think that'd be pretty fun i didn't get to this year um got to take maggie turkey hunting a little bit yeah um but we we planned our trip to idaho and it pretty much ate up all of the turkey yeah. season yeah. so there's a lot of weather yesterday that didn't affect you guys Oh, it rained on us. <laughs> we were well, soaking wet. It snowed. it snowed a little bit yesterday. We got out there late because of the rain. And uh, lo and behold, they were still up in the early sand. And the sun had been up for yeah. an hour and a half. That's what he said. He said y'all had one jump out of the roost. Yeah. yeah. We I think mean, it was that same one. We think it was that same one because it was the same area. Yeah. It was when we, when we got them. And we came in. And we were underneath them. And they started clucking. And then... Yeah, putting, yeah. And then, or putting. And then they jumped out and flew away so we walked down and came back up the other side and came back down and that's when we called him in the, the second time because we called him in the night before too and then um that's when i couldn't get a shot when i went to range went to range him he took off and then we came we came back and just relaxed for the afternoon went back out about three three thirty and uh didn't 
couldn't get a gobble, nothing. Nothing. Huh? Yeah. And then we picked up to leave just just before dark, and there he was. <laughs> right. Well, good. Good. Glad you got one. How many yeah. days did you guys go out this year for the spring hunt? Uh, he 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 pulled three, a double this year. Four. I went out four. I uh, I got a Merriam's the second weekend with the shotgun, and then I just told around with some Rio Grandes on the eastern side of the state. And, um, just called in a bunch of jakes and big gullers oh, too close to a house. <laughs> Peters again. Were you guys yeah. having problems with them coming to the call? Because that's what I've heard a lot up north is that they were they would they would strut and they would talk, but they just weren't coming. I uh, yes and no. I mean, in the beginning of the morning, you know, they'd gobble on the roost as soon as they hit the ground. They'd gobble once and then shut up and I'd watch them in full strut and about 9 30 10 o'clock they'd break away from the hens and, and then uh they'd come in full strut and then they'd hang up and I'd just back off on the calling and and they'd come on in but they sucked their feathers in and just came to check it out yeah walked into the gun barrel but huh. it's it's a tricky game it is. It's a lot of fun though. My my daughter's, she's hooked on it. She was upset that she didn't get to go anymore, uh, this season. But there's always next season. She's got a deer tag. So how'd you guys do on the draw? I got a September deer. I got September archery deer and Barbary here in this general area. That four unit hunt in February. So so now this is interesting because. Since they split that, you're you're a fan of September deer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Am, Which is, yeah. I'm not gonna say there's <clears throat> I'm not gonna say there's not a lot of people who are fan or not a lot of people who are fans of September deer, but I think uh, the That's majority of people that you would would find would be preferring the January the January yeah. hunt because yeah. That's when the big ones come out. Yeah, yeah. that's when the yeah. big ones yeah. come out. It's you're in the rut. Yeah. You got the hard hard horns then and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's just like. I want to get up in the high country and find that big guy in the middle of nowhere. Um, or the velvet. You know, I think it would be nice to have a velvet. I mean, I got those two there, and, and they're both hard, but I think it would be nice to have a velvet. So, you know, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. So you're, you're one of the one of the odd ones, I guess. <laughs> hey. I'm not going to say that because there's probably get others out there like you. But Guaranteed to get it <clears throat> The nice thing about it is... The nice thing about it is that you've probably got better odds of drawing that September hunt now that they've split it. And yeah. so, I mean, you're probably one of the smarter ones because you're, you're putting in for a, a hunt that's probably got better draw odds. Yeah, I put in two September hunts first and then uh, January 3rd. Yeah. So That's where he loses it right there. That's, <laughs> that's where he loses me. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I mean, yeah, what, to, to each his own. That's what we preach all the time. All the time. But... but um, whatever you can do to increase your odds, you know, and, uh, I would do it different, right. but, uh, I would, I would still put in for the September hunt. It would just, you know, be a second or third choice. Right. Um, I don't know that two B or two C will never not be my first choice. Right. right. Um, and it's September your, your first choice. I think it was my third choice. Um, I put in January, January. as well. And then 
think my second choice was a muzzleloader hunt or something. I don't know. I put in for everything in the book, so I don't remember everything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But That's I'm glad, glad to get something. I'm just glad to get, get that <clears throat> refund back, too. <laughs> yeah. That's the yeah. truth. That came in pretty handy for us. It came in just at the tail end of our Idaho, Idaho trip. trip. Yeah. And we're like, oh, we got gas money. We're good to go. We're good yeah. to go. Yeah. We, were, we were probably starting to look a little thin in the billfold department yeah. until that refund hit. Um, like you said, right at the end. And yeah, you forget about it until it hits, huh? Like, no, I was looking for it. <laughs> Hoping. Oh, I sure would uh, I'd like to go out for a steak dinner tomorrow night. <laughs> you, know, you get all those memes on Facebook. Sitting here waiting on my refund. Yeah, all they do is change the words. Sitting here waiting on the draw results. Yeah. Sitting here waiting on my refund. Yeah. Yep. Sitting here waiting on the hunt start. Right. Yep. <laughs> Same meme, different yep. words. Yeah, yep. that's yep. the truth. Um, but, uh, now did you, did either of you buy into all the talk about the back door this year? I saw it, but I didn't buy in. <laughs> yeah. Cause there was a lot of talk about it, you know, yeah, every was. year there seems to be talk right around, you know, yeah, around was... the middle of April. Oh, there's a back door. There's a back door. And, uh, <clears throat> I think we've told this story before, but I had a mechanic buddy who, uh, that happened a couple of years ago. And I told him, hey, he said, hey, man, I drew a bighorn sheep tag. I was like, don't, I wouldn't bank on that. I'm telling you now, they do a mock draw before they do the actual draw. And uh, and sure enough, a couple of days that disappeared, and he didn't actually draw a bighorn sheep tag. And he was devastated. <laughs> there, there was one theory that came up that came pretty close to what we thought. But uh, it, uh, I don't think it worked out for everybody. So no. and then plus it kind of flipped around quite a bit, so I, I kind of put it to bed. But they were, they were talking about the, the mailing. No, no, um, that, no. The, a different theory. Yeah. Um. So here's one thing: the public service announcement to all you people that find the back door, keep that shit to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> because what you do is you go blasting it on Facebook. Department of Game and Fish is watching. They see it and they're like. Closed. Yeah. So well, that's one of the reasons they do a mock draw is so they can close well, those it, back doors. Yeah, you know? exactly. But makes the the main deal is they're trying they're making sure that the system works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I know they do the mock draw, but they're typically you know there's there's back doors. You know we we find them every now and again, um, but that's the problem is they get shared and then gets all over Facebook and then. The department finds it and shuts the back door. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, tell your buddies by all means, but call them. Don't put that stuff on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, uh, so, yeah. I'm pretty excited. I'm thinking maybe uh, December might go do deer in Arizona. So, we'll see. That's right. You're from Arizona. Yep. So, so we'll, we'll segue from that. So, one of the things that we've been talking about here lately is, uh, especially right after the draw, to everybody that didn't draw a tag, starts screaming for a point system. Now, I know that you are, I, I don't know if you're a, a, a in favor of a point system or against a point system, but you do have an opinion on how the point system works in Arizona. Talk, talk, about, talk about that in Arizona and... and yeah, I mean, I mean the 
the point system it seems pretty pretty good for, for Arizona like I mean I only hunted from I'm, I'm relatively a rookie hunter um hunted for two years in Arizona before I moved to New Mexico and then um I was only putting in for two years and I drew an elk tag the year I moved out here and um me my buddy and another buddy of mine and when one of the one of my buddies he's been hunting since he was a kid with his dad and then um, our other buddy it was his first year putting in so we kind of i don't know we all kind of we put in together and all three of us got drawn so it's kind of like well did the point system work for well, one I, person or did it work for the other person yeah you know so is mean? it a shared point system i mean can you because are they, you know because i know like in in utah you can buddy up with your points. So oh, like two people don't that don't have, and this is this is interesting because we've talked about this a lot, but right. I never knew that. Right. Because I know in Utah, two people that don't have any points can put in with somebody that has a lot of points and they're all going to get drawn. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah, see, I don't know how, how, how that all worked. If it, was, if it was me that got drawn and then they both got drawn or if my buddy that's been hunting his whole life had so many points, but... But I mean, he's, he drew, last year I drew an elk tag and he drew an elk tag in Arizona. So it's been, I've been out here for six, six years now. So it's been rough and that was 2018. So it was five years then. So roughly five years he drew an elk tag. Yeah. So it's, I don't know, you know, yeah. I don't know how that, I mean, cause when you, when you draw, I'm guessing it scrubs your points. So, yeah, you know, so yeah, then, it scrubs your points. And then, and then, you know, the question I, I've had a lot about it is, you know, what kind of a unit, you know, is it a prime unit or is it, you know, a scrub unit, you know? Right. Well, you know, like I know everybody talks about the strip down there in Arizona. And my guess is that that's probably one of those that you're not going to draw yeah, unless you've got 30 years worth of points. Yeah, that's a tough one. So, you know, and then, then they say, you know, um, he actually drew the same unit that we drew before. Um, and that was actually just when, when we put in for that one, that was kind of just off the hand. We just put in for it yeah. and we drew it and, um, he put it on his application last year and ended up drawing it again. So, yeah, you know, so one I, don't other. Know if, I mean, I don't think it was a high demand, but there, there's some high demands around it. Yeah. yeah. So but. And one other thing too, to keep in mind is Arizona does have some over the counter options to offset yeah for deer you know yeah. offset yeah. that well and utah did too i and mean utah that was that was well. one of the things that i think some of the proponents of uh point systems talk about is yeah first for these high demand hunts you've got the preference points but then they've also got really low counter. demand areas that are just kind of over the counter you can buy a tag and eat uh, every year etc etc yeah, exactly. so we that's why you that we don't yeah we don't have that we don't have any over-the-counter public land uh tags as far as the big game species other than um barbary. Our, our exotics so barbary yeah. and orcs <clears throat> yeah. and so that and is I something guess. to take into account while we being proponents of the flat draw system where you have a chance every single year right. um you know we don't unless you have no landowner or unless you want to go hunt statewide orcs or statewide barbary you don't have the option of an over-the-counter tag. Well, we do have... You can't, we do. Hunt, you can't hunt statewide works on an over-the-counter tag. That is only private land. Oh, well, okay, yeah. yeah. So, I mean... Uh, you can hunt statewide mm -hmm. Barbary, and you can hunt statewide Ibex. And, uh, heavily enough. You can get over-the-counter if, if, if there's... That's, it's not over-the-counter. Anyways. They just have tags left. Yeah. Be, the, the purpose of that 
conversation being that they do have those opportunities for the big game species just Correct. as an over-the-counter tag. Mind you, the, the odds of actually getting one probably going to be fairly low because yeah. it's a high opportunity hunt, not a high demand type yeah. hunt. Yeah, it's kind of like, like even Montana has that over-the-counter um, bighorn sheet tag. Yeah. That's really cool. You buy over-the-counter bighorn sheet tag every year. When you harvest one, you cannot hunt it again for seven years. You know, but that's still opportunity, you know, and that's what scares me about New Mexico if it was ever to go to a point system is that there's no opportunity outside of the draw. So that's what that's what really scares me yeah. about about New Mexico even considering that. Which, from what I understand, uh, there's been no talk of it. There's just talk of people wanting to go to it because they right. can't draw a tag. Right, right. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Stephen? I think it just depends on how picky you're being, really. On you know, I mean, you can look at the the draw odds, and if you want to go hunt bull elk, put in for. Something that's got better draw odds, you know. Exactly. I mean, yeah, that's what I, I that's think, what yeah. we've been trying to yeah, think, trying to preach is get out of your comfort zone. Right. You know, you talk to guys who say, "I hadn't drawn elk in thirteen years." Yeah, you've been putting in for the Vidal for thirteen years. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and that's the only thing you put in for. Yeah. Do a second, do a third, heck, do a fourth if you just really want yeah. to go hunting. Exactly. It's all about hunting. Well, yeah. I, I had another buddy this year actually. He hasn't hunted. Um, I think I think since he was. In his early twenties, maybe even teens, with his parent, with his uncles, and and all that, and uh, it's his first time putting in this year, and he only put in one choice, and he just happened to get it, yeah. And, yeah. and you know, I was like, wow, I was like, do you right. think? I'm like, you did, you didn't do the rest. It's like, no, I only know that one unit, so I just put in for. Like, holy cow, dude! And then, and then, and then he texted me. He said, "Yep, I got it." And I'm like, "Whoa, okay." Right. Right. Yeah, are those lucky ones. That's yeah. how we structure ours. You know, yeah. we put a very, you know, like a two B up first choice, and then we, you know, something kind of middle of the road second choice type deal, and then third choice. We just want to go hunting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then and this year we drew a first choice, a second choice, and a third choice. Yeah. You know, you so we got we got all of them. You know, yeah. elk, elk second choice, antelope first choice, deer third choice. Yep. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, it doesn't really matter what unit you're in. If you do your homework, the animals are there. Yes. You know, the only thing you can't control is the weather. You know, that's what's going to screw it up. I mean, and as as far as like. You know, the point system and all that, I kind of think we should just leave it where it's at personally. Right. You know, and I mean, I, I know somebody, the guy that I learned how to hunt from, you know, he's one of those that complains, oh, I haven't drawn a bull elk tag in, you know, since the early 90s. Mm -hmm. And he finally drew one this year. Well, yeah. where's he putting in? He's putting in the helix. He wants a giant bull. <laughs> For rifle, well, right? <laughs> muzzle. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And then, still very popular. Yeah, in the yeah. last <laughs> in the last four years, I've drawn a bull tag twice. Right? Yeah. Was loader. See, that's we've, that's, drawn, we've drawn three in the past four years. Yeah. Yeah. So. And and um, this year we have a good one. Yeah. Um, uh, last year's was pretty miserable. 
<laughs> I don't. I'm not gonna say it was miserable. The the animals were there. We saw elk. Yeah, we saw elk. Um, that, it's it's still, a tougher hunt. Still, it's that's a tough, and it's an opportunity. It's hunt. an opportunity. But hunt. it's it's just what Stephen was hunting. saying was the reason we put in for it uh-huh. is because it was high drawing odds, and because you knocked up your woman. Yeah, that's reason. It was a lot of fun doing. Let me tell you that. There's a, a lot of fun screwing it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Two levels. <laughs> Sorry, Annie. <laughs> Didn't mean to bring it up. <laughs> but uh, but the other the other thing about it was that I knew that unit. I had hunted that unit before. I knew where they likely were going to be. And actually, that's more elk. What we saw was actually more elk than I've than I saw in that unit. Uh, when I've hunted it previously. Yeah. So, it, like Stephen was saying, do your homework, do a little bit of scouting. The animals are there. They not, may not, not Facebook they scouting. May, not Facebook scouting. <laughs> the animals are there. Go- they, Google counts them. Google does yes, count. Google does. Uh, they may not be 400 class bulls. They may not be in the numbers that you're going to find them in. Uh, let's say you're hunting deer. There, You may not have the hundreds of deer that we saw in 2B, but they're there. And if you're willing to do the work... Jimmy Christmas, I have never seen the deer. So many deer up there. Well, does. Does. Lots of bucks, too. Lots of bucks. Man, thousands of does. Yeah. It's like whitetail in Idaho. Right? Yeah, we saw thousands and thousands of, of whitetail in Idaho. Um, of course, this time of year, everything sheds, so... And, and they're there, all, yeah. you know, about the size of your puppy. They're yeah. tiny. <laughs> right. So tiny. Was, I was actually pretty amazed. There's a reason, oh, that's they, right. there's a reason they let them shoot like five of them back east because that's what it takes to put together a steak. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I remember you telling me they were small. They were tiny. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was pretty shocked. You were, our white tails were, were they about as big as a coos deer or smaller? About as big as a coos yeah. deer. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty small. Pretty small. But, uh, Not as big as the whitetail we have up here. Right. right. Yeah. I know that there's places where the whitetail grow big, you know, Kansas, Canada. Yeah. Um, but up there, they're not not large creatures. I'm sure that there's some areas where they are bigger, but right there where we were at. And it's interesting because <clears throat> some locals there were telling us telling us that they had just went through. And this is the second the second one. Um, the the locals there were telling us that they had just had a bad blout. Bad bout of blue tongue. Yeah, and it knocked out about twenty thousand or so. They mm. said what two or three years ago. Yeah, they said they were fit uh, deer standing dead. They'd like lean up against the fence and die. They yeah. must be wow. standing there dead. They said there were so many of them that they were um, <laughs> digging pits. Yeah, dumping them into pits. Just yeah. freaking. And they said it stunk so bad because so many. Imagine deer when died. they go to dig that up in a thousand right. years. Right. <laughs> these guys were animals. Right. They would just kill all right. these. They people. might start thinking about that with all these archaeological sites. Yeah, uh, thinking yeah. that's where they were killing them. Maybe there was a huge civilization died. here, right? <laughs> um, yeah, and then we had another, uh, some more people from Omaha uh, telling us that they had a bad. A uh, case of blue tongue up there not too long ago mm-hmm. wiped out a whole bunch of. What does that blue tongue do? It's a uh, well, dang it. We I mean he just told us about that. I know, but is it a, a virus or um, or was it? Uh, I don't know. Let me look it yeah. up. Go back to our podcast with uh, Carrie Mauer. Carrie Mauer. 
and he talked about it a little bit. Mm, okay. Um, okay. We had an elk die off not too long ago um, up north. Uh, well, they got, got into that water. And or yeah, and they okay. thought that that might be blue tongue, but it turned out to be a, a bacteria in the water. Yeah. That um, that got them. So that's in that podcast, uh, the, our podcast with Carrie Mauer. Uh, I don't know what episode it is. We'll look it up uh, later and put it in the show notes so you can go listen to that. 15, I think. 15, season 2, episode 15. Yep. So, and, um, <clears throat> but yeah, so wiped out a lot of them. You would think that that would make them a little bit bigger if there was fewer, but I guess genetics are just set in there. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the other thing you get is just the anecdotal, you know, what people see. Um, type of thing they were saying up there in Idaho that oh we're not seeing near the bucks but with that many does you're gonna have bucks oh yeah you know it's just plenty are you seeing them or where are they hanging out that type of thing so yeah um, that's always a interesting to talk about what else you got on our list um we wanted to so we call him Gear Junkie Jerry because he's he's one of those guys. Uh, I got a I got a friend in in Utah. His name's Aaron Orville, and uh, Rodney's laughing because he knows who he is. The first time Rodney met Aaron, his his impression was not. Uh, I guess you were not impressed. <laughs> No, no, I'm just kidding. Okay. So, so Aaron, Aaron's on, a Aaron's on, a, on, Let me defend my let me defend myself. All right. No, it wasn't that I was not impressed. Aaron's a good guy. I like the hell out of Aaron. Um, he was not the type of person you expected me. I to be expected out you with. to be hanging out. Yeah, with. and that's um, the, so. The funny thing about my friend Aaron in, in Utah is, I met him when I was in college, and he was basically the Kramer of our dorms. I would come home, and he'd be in my dorm room, Kramer is a good hanging out guy. on my couch. I'm like, how the hell did you get in my dorm room? Don't worry about it, you know. So he was basically the Kramer of our dorms, and and he's he's kind of between, you know, as you go through life, you kind of cycle through groups of friends, you know, mm-hmm. your college friends, and then this and that and the other. And he was kind of the the center point among all those different groups of friends because he just inserted himself. And the thing I really like about Aaron is he didn't he's he's the honey badger. He really don't give a shit, you know. He'll. Uh, He'll insert yeah, himself into like, any situation, <laughs> and he—he's just a, a cool guy. Does not have any self-awareness about uh, who he should be talking to or any of that, and so he's a pretty cool guy like that. But the point I was getting to with Aaron was, he's yeah, went off on a little tangent there. Um, he's very uh, studious into sports and he can give stats and he can oh, yeah. you know tell you this guy played at this college and these are his stats from last year and so he's that type of guy well jerry's kind of that way with, yeah. with some of the gear the hunting gear and stuff like that and yeah. so that's why we that's why we bring him in as, as gear junkie jerry because yeah, exactly. we're not like that no i'm not and, and, and you pointed out you're, you're a little surprised that i'm not like that because i'm you know i'm pretty detail oriented with the with the planning of our hunts and all of that but the really only thing that I care about my gear is does it work, you know? And and yeah, I go to Jerry and I'll ask him because he's like, yeah, it's it's 
it's got this much Teflon and that much nylon and this much wool and it's 200D and it's, I don't know what, I don't know what any of that shit is. I just said that. Uh, my question is, does it work? <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I don't think I'm that into it, but I mean, yeah. I, I just, I just kind of. <laughs> Even Steve's here. He's got that the shop for a backpacking sleeping bag. He's, like, he's doing, he's doing a little thing. I can stop if I wanted to. Right. <laughs> All this technology that he's talking about, like you're saying, man. I, I, I know. I just, I just, I just start. I guess I just get bored. I guess what it is. So I just start looking at stuff. Right. You know, and and I guess that's just the key to understanding and reading reviews and watching videos on the reviews yeah and you know so like you watch a lot of videos i don't i don't mm-hmm. watch too many videos i do read the reviews because like i said the only thing i care about is does it work right you know and i t- i typically like to read the bad reviews mm-hmm. i don't need to read the good reviews right you want to know when, you want to know when it's going to fail I, yeah i, yeah. I want to know what type of failure it has yeah because it may fail in a way that i don't care about right you know so like i might be reading reviews on a backpack and find out that all the bad reviews say the same thing, that this backpack leaks. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care because I'm going to put a cover on it. Right. So that review, so yeah, that, so that's yeah. what I like to do. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, it's just, that's just what I advise people just to do. Just there's so much with the internet, there's so much information out there now. <laughs> you know, and there's, I mean, even when, like we were talking about going scouting, you know, there's so much information with, with with Google Earth and all that, I mean, you can know what a country looks like before you even get there. You right. know exactly where you need to go. So I mean, there's with everything. I mean, I just try and do as much as I can, and unfortunately, most of the time it's out of stock when I want to go get it. So <laughs> by, the time, by the time you finally decide yeah. which one you want, yeah. I mean it's just gone. just like that that dang sleeping bag that I wanted, that Nemo Argali, that thing was amazing so i got a good reviews on it and i happened to see it on sale at one time and i was like oh man that's a good deal and then i didn't get it and then the, well, the reason why it went on sale is because they stopped making it <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Dude, man that has know? like been the case for more <laughs> stuff that like that we've got that we really liked uh-huh. than anything else you're like you get something you're like oh this is so awesome and then you think i ought to get another one just in case and you're like, nah, nah, this is so good. They're never gonna stop making this. And then yeah. a year, the next year, when you, when you, you know, or two years later, when you need something or you need a part or you need something like that, you go to look it up. Yep, not making it anymore. What? The, <laughs> why? My, Come on. Perfect, perfect example. I have a Primos Pack Eagle. It's about 16 inches long. It's a one-inch diameter. I like the smaller. You know, the smaller bugle, I have some bigger bugles, but they're like, you know, carrying a freaking piece of PVC through the woods. Right. Um, it's very small, compact, and it works fantastic. I've had great luck with it. And they quit making it, quit selling it. And I was just like pissed. But they still make the blue reeds for it because it's mm-hmm. one of those that got the little. So I ordered like 50 of the little blue reeds. Right. <laughs> I just got a whole it's box. got them in cold storage. Yeah. yeah. I got a whole like box. temperature sensitive. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know. If, if I ever leave that. If I ever lose that bugle, I'm gonna cry. Yeah. I absolutely love it. And I can't find them on eBay. Right. You know, not even any used ones anywhere. Yep. But I love that bugle that they don't make it anymore. Yep. Yeah. You know, just when you find something you like, it's mm-hmm. better to buy two. <laughs> right. right. Especially in that regard. Yeah. Um, and it might work so well because everybody else is packing all the other bugles, and I'm the only one that's got that one. Yeah. 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 
exactly. Listen, that guy, he's yeah. out of date. <laughs> that was so last 2015. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. More like 26. 26. <laughs> yeah. so. Well, cool. Um, well, so what's, I guess, what's what's hot this year? What's What's really on the radar? What's coming up? And... Um, well, there's been there's been a lot of talk on a bunch of random stuff um, coming up. I mean, you don't really there's a lot of stuff that people are talking about last year. You know, last year's good gear. Um, a lot of people are still developing. A lot of most most stuff doesn't come out until summer. You know, that's when they start releasing stuff. Um, there's a lot of new. Um, you know, you guys just went and met with Kafaro. You know, those guys are putting packs out like every three weeks something new coming from them you know and that's that's kind of cool um i've seen on some some like with like if we start talking about packs you know a lot of people some companies make thousand d um denier packs you know and then people started moving to 500 well like now people are starting to move to to 350 you know getting it down to that and they're trying they're finding a good a good way to make them lighter what the hell's that you mean? know the denier um <laughs> it's just the the Thousand D. That means you see it in you know, yeah. it's like the thousand D's. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm not super hip to what it, exactly the whole thing about it is, but it's just the, the quality, the durability of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, is it thinner, lighter, like yeah, three hundreds? Yeah. yeah, thinner. thinner it's thinner, lighter, ma- makes makes it lighter. Still as durable. Right, exactly. That, and that's that's what some guys are going to. They're making that three fifty, but I mean, there's still people. Um, that are making the 500, you know, because that's what they want their product to be is the five is the 500, you know. So, um, like I, when I got my pack, my pack's a thousand, and the company that I go with, they just they just went to 500 now. You know, so the lower for denier, the lower mm-hmm. number is the yeah lighter it's weight, lighter, more yeah. durable. Uh, I don't want to say is it like golf, you want the lower score. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, it's not. Um, I don't, I don't know if it's more durable, but I think they're finding it just as or close to as durable as the 500 or the 1,000, you know. Okay, so, it's lighter. But, yeah, I mean, that's what everyone's trying to go, lighter and lighter, you know, especially with backpacks. Backpacking hunting is coming yeah. pretty well, pretty strong right and, now. So that's one thing that we talked about, too, on, on backpacks. Uh, Kafaro come out with that, that um, the waterproof one. I don't know what the hell you call it. But, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, you know, you had mentioned, yeah, but you can just put a pack over it. It's one more piece of gear you got to carry. Right. Track it. Well, no, well, no, not necessarily even, well, even, yeah, they came out with a waterproof one, but I mean, how much stuff in your pack you really want to keep dry? You know, your sleeping bag? Sleeping bag. Of course, but but you can, you can buy a stuff sack for that, you know, and you you can compress that down, you know, those, those, those things that you can, you can throw into there and and you can compress them down and put them in there. Those things are protected now, you know? This is what I find interesting about gear. He said, well, you don't need that. You just buy a stuff sack, put it in there. And I'm thinking, but if I buy a stuff sack, put it in there, and then put it in that bag, ain't nothing getting wet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. So, that's true. You know, preference. Well, and that might be and that might be something cool. to consider based on, on what kind of hunting you're doing. You know, up there in Idaho, we saw rivers, actual rivers. Right. You know, right. drop a pay river. And they, do, they do that. They'll, they'll, drop, they'll drop a... Uh, a raft in at salmon in the salmon river float and hunt all the way through that river of no return frank church wilderness 
and come out the other end, get picked yep. up on the other end. And so if you're doing that, that's possibly something that you want, might want to consider because uh, then ain't nothing getting wet. There you go. <laughs> right, yeah. And, you know, that's, you know, it's, it's people, they look at that, that waterproof bag and mm-hmm. it weighs this much. Well, my pack right now weighs this much. And if I add this, it only adds this many ounces to it instead yeah. of how many ounces that's, you know, going to run me. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, it's just all what you feel that you want to do, you know, how much you want to carry, you know. So what do you think are the most popular packs right now and, and, um, kind of the most, or I, I should say, what are the most popular packs outside of, you know, just what, the what ones you, that everybody's carrying and then what are, what do you think are the best packs being, being made? Um, so, well, I think, I think the three major right now are Kafaru, Mystery Ranch, and Exo Mountain. Those, uh, well, again, Stone Glacier's moved into it, too. They moved yeah, in. Yeah, they're, they're making a pretty big push. Yeah, they're, they're making pretty good. And, um, you know, and then, then you got your lower tier from there. Um, you got your Everly Stock and your Badlands and Tenzing and all that stuff like that. Um, my pack is just a small company. Um, they're out of Idaho, and uh, they're called uh, Black's Creek. And, and it's, it's been a pretty good pack so far. I've been running it two years now, and it's been pretty good. So, but, uh, and like, but it's, it's the 1000D. You know, it's not the lightest, but, it, you know, it does what I want it to do. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've acquired a f- few more things for gear, so I think I might need to up it right. It's a 3000, um, so I think I might need to get a little bit bigger. Once I do, you know, pretty big backpack one, but yeah, yeah. backpack hunt, but but uh, for the most part, I haven't had any problems with it, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's there's gonna be problems with everyone's, you know. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. I, I guess the only the only thing that I've had an issue is that there's a squeak in it that I'm trying to find right now. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of a there's like a it's like a re, you know, it's kind of and it's only every once in a while, but right I hear it. Third or fifth step. Re- yeah. Yeah. Right when you, you know? step out to take that shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's just, you know, there's just little things. And you guys got to find them and fix them, you yeah. know. So, but I've, it's it's fell off the side of a cliff. It's you know, It's been pretty tough, you know, so. It fell off the side of the cliff with you, right? No, oh, no, 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 yeah, no. Different, that, different that, that was a different time. No, I, 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 didn't have, I didn't have it on that, no. No, that was just, that was just me, and I just had a little day fact on that day. But, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> right on. Um, so you were telling me something about some binoculars the other day. What's what's new in the binocular world? I know for the past five or so years, it's all been vortex, 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 and I got vortex. You got vortex. They're great class. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's there's um. I mean, there's you can go into glass all day long. You know, you got new, you know, new, something new. but then but the new ones um. Maven, they they came out. I think it was about two years ago. Then these people started making a push on those. I heard and, that name. And and um, I, I found them um, on some of my. I'm, I'm a veteran. They I found them on some of my veteran sites. They're starting to push them on there. They don't make the lower line like the the Diamondbacks or the Crossfires compared to Vortex, but um, or like the B2s for for um, Leopold. Mm-hmm. But they they're in that. Four to five hundred dollar range, still affordable for the yeah. common guy. Yeah, you know, and and, and, I, and I've done I watched some videos on some guys um, that I follow 
of them actually comparing him. Um, I watched one guy, he compared him to Swaros. And he had him in two different powers, so he had, uh, um, he put the Swaros closer because they were a lower power. But he said that their, their clarity um, was pretty much match to match, um, except when you get to the edges. You know, I guess I'm not totally hip to the glass on how to judge it, but, but he, he was saying I'm, I'm pretty confident on what he talks about. And he just said the edge-to-edge -edge quality is better, of course, on the Swaros, but... But he said that but for the most part they're they're pretty spot on. So I was I was one of those guys and this is interesting an interesting I guess uh, evolution in, in the in the way in my thought process and the way that I looked at gear and that type of thing because I was one of those guys who thought oh, I can make anything work you know it's yeah. it's why would you buy a two thousand dollar pair of glass or you know whatever and <clears throat> I had the opportunity to. Uh, we were doing an elk calf capture study up on the Vivadol um, when I was younger in my career. And uh, I just had old Burris or Bushnell or whatever, you know, type type of glass. And uh, some of the biologists had a Zeiss and a Swarovski. And, and so we're sitting there looking and, you know, I'm looking at, at watching this calf because we would watch them bed down and then we would go capture them and put a radio call or radio tag in their ear so they could track mortality. So I'm watching this calf and and then, uh, you know, at, at some point the biologist goes, hey, you want to take a look through these? And I looked at this, you know, looked through the Swarovski and I'm like, holy geez <laughs> almighty. Right? The difference was just that stark and, and that's where... I think that's where really my mind and my thought process started to change into, okay, there, there is something to quality. There's something to, you know, you, you get what you pay for. I think there's limits on it. I think at, at you know, for the common guy, probably not going to be able to afford a Swarovski. Or your, your money is probably better spent, spread it out across right. good gear. Yeah, right. yeah. When you can get a pair of, you know pair of uh, Vortex or Mavens or whatever it is that, that is of similar quality, maybe not that high, but it's dang sure good quality right. glass, and then you can spread whatever else you would have spent on on that Swarovski on a good pack yeah. or a good pair of boots right. or something like that, I think. Or a good rifle. Yeah, just have good no. glass. You have to have and so, that, I mean, that's, I'm still there where, I, I, you know, we talk about if you're trying to get into hunting, it's a bag, steal, or borrow. Right. If it's the choice between having, being able to afford go, getting good gear and being able to afford going hunting, I'm using Walmart gear and I'm going hunting. Right, right. But as you grow and as you develop and, and budget and put some stuff towards good gear make sure that you're getting good quality gear because it's going to last you longer it's gonna you know it's gonna help you out you're not gonna have freaking tired eyes looking through bush right. nettles and all that yeah. stuff and, that, and that's kind of you know what, what my whole thing is is i don't i i, I had a spotting scope I, I ended up selling it um because i just found i didn't use it as much um you know, everyone, you know, you gotta have spotter and you gotta have this. And I'm like, okay, well, I can look at that spotter, right? So I can look at something three miles away, but am I really gonna 
go that distance, you know, I mean, if it's, usually when you're hunting, you're looking at that canyon, and if you don't see anything, you're going to go to the next canyon, and you're going to stay, you want something that you're going to get onto, yeah. you know, so that's, that's my theory behind it is, is, yeah, there's something three miles away over there, but am I going to get there today? No, yeah. you know, so, I mean, yeah, I might miss them that, you know, that far away, but. I you think know, for your everyday, for, I think for, for your scouting, I can see it being a right. good deal yeah. because you know you're, you're scouting. Yeah, you're going to scout some some deer up long distances. You know, especially out here where you can glass up towards the high country. You can get down low and glass right. up to the high country. Right. Um, but but it's like you're saying, it's, it, what you were saying earlier, it's all dependent on what you're doing and the hunt that mm-hmm. you're on. You know, um, and and unfortunately, I think that's what we do to ourselves a lot is. We like to beat our chest on what we have. Well, you know? we yeah. like to go on lots of different hunts, you know, yeah. like, you know, and, and unfortunately not just one piece of gear will always work on every hunt. Right. So you got to kind of mix and match your stuff. And, and sometimes you spend too much, yeah, throw it at him. I don't care. <laughs> Get just um, you can, uh, you know, you need a good set of 12 by fifties for one hunt, but then a, uh, 8x42s for another hunt, you know. And there's a lot of people out there. Bring that pin back, Jackson. <laughs> um, there's a lot of people out there that want just that one do-it-all, and they don't make it. Right. And you know, there's not... Well, a, and see, and that's, that's, I think that's, that's what I'm, I'm going to move to, just, just carrying 12s, yeah. you know. Um, some, I mean, I have a pair of 8s that I can, you know, if I'm in... You know, thick timber. I can. I'll have my eight, so I can look at stuff. But you know, with with a, if I'm up on a ridge or something, I can I can see you know across that canyon or whatever. You know, I'm not. I mean, I guess you want the the quality glass if you're looking to you know count cheaters on a on a on a on an animal. But I mean, if if I see something over there that's legal, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go look, take a look at it, get closer, and take and a look. That's another know? that's another perfect example right there mm-hmm. that you bring up about your gear. When you if if you're trophy hunting. You're not going to want to waste that time going after every animal when you right. when you're just going to get up there and decide, yeah, that's not big enough. You're going to want to know, am I going after him? Right. So you're going to need that good glass. You're going to need that quality glass so you can, like you said, right. count the cheaters. Right. Um, for somebody that's just going to be like, yep, yeah, he's good enough for me. Right. You may not need that. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So and uh, like like Jerry was talking about, we we tend to. As humans, we tend to want to beat our chest and say, "Look at all this cool stuff we have!" You know, big, big truck and jacked up, and you know, <laughs> I got Swarovskis and I, you know, blah, blah, blah. But really, what do you need? Um, but they're only putting the one deer down every five years. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Like... Uh, really, what do you need? What is what is the hunt that you're going on gonna gonna require? And and if you don't need it, don't take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're going on a on a bighorn sheep hunt. I'm probably taking a spot scope because oh, yeah. you're going to be able to get up high, and and that's where you're going to see something three miles off, and you're like, "Yep, we're going yeah. to it." And and even in some places, you have to know that age on them. Yeah, you know exactly. So. Exactly. So um, that's a that's a really good point that that I think you make is under, understanding what you're hunting, where you're hunting, and what gear you actually need versus what do you want to take. Right. I'm, I'm a guy who tends to over prepare. <laughs> and about after about the first day of uh, carrying my pack, there's a bunch of stuff that usually comes out of it. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, I'm yeah. probably not alone in that, but no, there's no, a lot no, of stuff that comes there's, out of it. Yeah, there's guys that make, make they, they carry a you know, little pocketbook with them, and you know, each day they 
oh, yep, I use this. Yep, I use that. And then when they get home, they look at it and they're like, I can take this out. I can take that out. You know, I didn't use this. I used this one time at this one point, yeah. you know. And then you're out there in the middle of the woods. You're like, <laughs> Where's the go? where'd it go? Shit, I took it out. <laughs> yeah. It's always that one time that you yep. yep. should have brought the toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's plenty of stuff out there, you know, and I'm no expert by the means, but I just do my research and just trying to figure that's out why, the, the best I have. That's why we wanted to talk to you. You're not an expert. This is not an expert podcast. Right, right, right. <laughs> but you get an expert podcast machine. We, we do. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, I was super happy when we walked into Kafaru, yeah. uh, into the Kafaru Cast studio and saw his recorder is the same recorder. Yeah. Uh, now, that's all now, that we now, have to take say. Now, because he has so, a studio. Remember, a remember though, we're talking about we're not experts. That doesn't mean we shouldn't spend some money on some good gear. Yeah. And it's something that's going to last us a while. So yeah. that's what we did. But, uh, you know, but. Right, we got tired of deleting our podcast off our phones, what we did. <laughs> I think, as far as selection of hunting gear or camping gear, fishing gear, a lot of it just depends on the access. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. are you packing in? Are you going to be open? the Pecos High Country Wilderness, you know, for three nights. I mean, that's where the expensive gear and it's lightweight that's going to hold up to the heavy rains. You know, that good glass, you know, if you're after a sheep, you know. But, I mean, I'm pretty successful with hunting on stuff that I bought 15, 20 years ago at Walmart. I'm still using it. Well, so it's like you guys were saying in the the Kafaro cache, you guys hunt from a base camp. You have your your wall tent and all that, and then you guys head out from there, you know, and that's... Well, and that's our, yeah, exactly. And that's our, that's our standard MO, you know, but, um, you know, like I know that me and Kyle have been talking about, uh, specifically me, I want to go do a wilderness turkey hunt to where we strike out on foot for five or 10 days. Just spike camping. Just spike yeah. camping as yeah. we go yeah. hunting for turkey. And I want to do it for turkey because... Then we have to carry out an elk. Yeah. I'll, I'll, <laughs> right. Well, I need, we need yeah. to get our feet wet first, you know, because yeah. we're talking about doing it on foot, not on horse. And, um, you know, so I want to get my feet wet first. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get my feet wet with an elk. Right. That, that would be a little much. And, Even a deer. Yeah. You know, and doing a wilderness turkey hunt like that, you know, that's a totally different ballgame with, with gear. I mean, you don't have to have that heavy glass. And, mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I mean... Yeah. You don't have to have a lot of storage. Yeah, you've um, done that a couple times, haven't you? You know, I packed into the Gila five and a half hours, yeah. you know, for turkey. And, you know, the main things that you need to worry about is having a light sleeping bag and then having light food and light fuel for, you know, cooking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's where the weight added up, and that's where it wears out your body big time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, I mean, we do... We, we do typically set a big cap, you know, like this year, our elk tag, um, there's some wilderness area up there yeah. and I, I wouldn't bet against us not going in there. Yeah. I'm sure we will. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's all, of course, you know, that's us. We, we want to hunt in every damn unit and we want to hunt every way we can, you right. know, we just got to start somewhere. Right. And, right. and, and um. You know, with with our deer hunt this year, we won't even be camping. We'll be staying with family. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> right, exactly. We get some great family that's just 
you know, they're a joy to be around and, and we really enjoy their company and hanging out with them during the hunt and stuff. And so we won't even camp on that deer hunt, which is definitely not our MO. Right. You know, anywhere else we're camping right. uh, in some way, shape, or form. Right. But because we're doing that, we can change up what we're using, you know. Exactly. And on that hunt, we're going to have spot and scope because yeah. the way we hunt that, you sit up on the cap, you glass yeah. those dunes, you find your buck, you put them to bed, and then you go for it. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's exactly what we've been talking about here is you just got to gauge that. Yeah. Um, you don't have to buy all the gear in the world, but but you should, if you should know what your hunt is mm -hmm. and prepare for that. Right. And uh, if you get good gear, it's going to last you. And so let's say next year we don't draw that hunt. We're not going to worry about that. But here in a couple of years, we might draw that hunt again. So, yeah. we're, you know, we're going to put that stuff in a, in a right. box yeah. take care of it yeah. yeah we have different camo for that hunt absolutely just because it's different terrain and stuff like that and, right. but you know so I, I operate kind of on a rule of thumb uh, maybe you should have been rulerist rulerist <laughs> uh, so it's kind of it's like like at home anytime I'm doing a project anytime I'm building something you know building beds for the kids or building a dresser or, you know, I buy a tool right sometimes it's a $10 wrench sometimes it's a $200 saw right you know but for each project, I buy a tool, right. and so I do the same thing. When when for hunts, for each hunt, I buy something that I don't have that could possibly be be necessary for that hunt, that yeah. specific hunt. And then throughout the years, you start accumulating good gear, right. you know. And then of course, you know, you have to do the whole take care of it, you know, mm -hmm. put it up, you know. Like my my hunting boots are for hunting. I don't, I don't pull them out yeah. and work them up. Much to the wife's chagrin, you, uh, you, you start accumulating stuff. And, and uh, I went from having, being able to fit all of my hunting stuff in a backpack to yeah. now I've got like two tubs worth of stuff. And she's like, you really need all this stuff? I'm like, do you really need all your leather working stuff? <laughs> yes. Because, <laughs> just saying. Yeah, yeah I'm going to I'm gonna have to, I'm going to have to build myself a whole room pretty quick because I'm, I've been we've been doing a lot of hunting and a lot of fishing here over the past few years and the gear is piling up. Yeah. <laughs> and you're right, the wife is tired looking at it. <laughs> yeah. That's that's when man caves come into come into play. Come into play. Keep, keep it on there, it's out of yeah. sight of their mind, they can't yell yeah. at you about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna buy me a Connex. Yep. Put you a reloading bench in there. Right. Yeah. right. That's a whole nother we we shouldn't even get into that. Right. Whole other podcast. Whole other podcast. I'm also I'm well. I've also got I've also wanted to buy a Connex for uh, I'm gonna have to buy two Connexes because um, I want one for meat processing. Meat processing. Mm -hmm. room. Mm -hmm. Put a cooler on it. Yeah. Insulate it. Uh, insulate it. Put a cooler in it. Make it a cold room. A uh, place where I can hang my hang my meat yeah. and a uh, place where I can process everything. Because right now, you know, I'm taking it somewhere because I don't have I don't have the the space mm -hmm. to process my own animals. I used to process my own animals. Now, here recently, I've been taking them somewhere, and I've had decent luck. But I, I enjoy, I enjoy processing it. I, I enjoy making my own jerky and my own sausage and my own, you know, all that stuff. I enjoy doing that. I just don't have the means right now, so I've been taking it somewhere. But I should probably do that before I get me a gear room. <laughs> yeah. yeah well and it all I mean it all depends on where you're at what your circumstances are in life you know I'm still I still rent 
own own what I got. So mm -hmm. it's really hard for me to, uh, I, I can't build a room. Right. I can't build a man cave. Um, <laughs> I understand that. It costs money. I know. <laughs> so. Budget. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so it, it just depends on where you're at, what you can do. And, and you just do what you can. And then, like I said, if it's if it's a choice between not going hunting and hunting yeah. with crack a year, I'm Absolutely. probably going hunting. So. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I don't, we, you know, we... Tax tax returns are, are tax returns are, are, are good. Are a great thing. You, you know? know they say you're not supposed to do that. Though. You're, you're giving money away, but but they are nice when you get them back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's kind of what I do. I just I just buy a little bit every every year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so, it's, it's the only way you can do it. It's just yeah. little pieces at a time. You know, you know. Pray that it's still there when you get the money together and it's yeah. still on sale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Still make it. That's yeah. the hardest part. Is is like you're talking about. You find a good deal, like ah. Oh, I, you know it's a good deal, and you're like, those, those websites no are way killer. I can buy that right now. Those websites are killer because they're like, boom, and you're like, yeah. I, wait, I, solved I, can't, that. I can't do it right now. <laughs> I solved that. So I created myself a hunting stash to where, um, don't listen to this podcast, honey. I've got about, <laughs> I've got about three to $400 right now stashed, and that's what it's for. It's for that. You know, when I see that something on sale that I've been wanting or something like that, because that that happens too often. Right. So yeah. it's fixing to disappear because I'm fixing to buy a kayak. Fitting to buy a kayak. Yeah. So well, cool. I don't know. I think we got about covered everything we wanted to cover. Pretty much. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a fun podcast. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Any last words? No, just just get out there, otherwise you won't kill anything. Yeah, you know, that's all I can say. And you know, look at look at uh, you know, like we talked about the situation you're going into and what you need for that. You know, do your research. Don't have anybody else do it for you. Come, come <laughs> well, a lot, of, a lot of a lot of other people will do it for you. You just gotta look it up. You know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, they'll do. Yeah. Yeah. Other people do it for you, but they have their own agenda, and that's yeah. the hard part. Yeah. You know? Again, talking to you, I, I talked to you. I talked to you a lot about a lot of gear. We work together, uh, and I talked to you about a lot of gear, but the needs aren't the same, right? You right. know, and and yeah, and I, I do. Like, yeah, I can. You know, like you know, I do a lot of stuff solo. Yeah. You know, most of my stuff solo, and 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 that's what you know. It's just me going in there. You yeah. know, so so I gotta I gotta be kind of up to date on what's going on. Right. So. Yeah, so so the needs are different and the desires are different and what we're hunting is different, you know, mm -hmm. and so all all of that happens. Um, you know, like I said, you can't have unless you're you know professional hunter, you're not going to have free stuff. All well, yeah, <laughs> free stuff. For everybody, right? Yeah. Um, no, you're not going to have something for everything. No. You know, you're not going to yeah. have all the gear for every hunt that you possibly want to go on. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I think I think people get jaded a lot by the quote unquote celebrity hunters, you know, and because yes. they get all this stuff thrown at them, and then you know, well, he has a hundred and fifty quart Yeti. I need to get that. You know what? No, you just grab that grab that grab that Coleman and throw some dry ice, and exactly. you're just fine, you know. You, you well, and, so and that's our that's so that's example. something that we found because uh, D Don had a, had a Yeti, mm -hmm. and we showed up to Elk Camp first time that we all hunted together. Showed up to elk camp and he had his yeti, and I had a 
I, I think I had a, an igloo or a Coleman or something like Col- that. Yeah, igloo or Coleman. And I had pre-cooled it like you're supposed to do. Right. Uh, and then we put a bunch of ice in it. And man, it lasted just as long as that Yeti. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, but we weren't in and out of it. Yeah, that, there's there's the key, you know. So like, if you're gonna get two coolers, and, and, and so a Yeti's gonna hold better. There's there's no doubt. But but all things being equal, if your colon or igloo is just sitting there and you're not getting into it all the time, it's gonna hold. Yeah. If you're opening that Yeti and closing the Yeti and opening that Yeti and closing that, that ice gonna melt. Yep. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we find found. We kept the sodas in his cooler in the Yeti. And the ice, ice in the we kept the meat in the other cooler, and that ice didn't melt because we were getting into it once a day, and so it held longer. Now, if you just put them both side by side, put ice in them, put them in the sun, and let them sit, the, the Yeti is going to hold longer. But, yeah. But still, you're going to spend five hundred dollars on a freaking Yeti. Well, buy that fifty dollar freaking igloo and go get you some freaking Vortex. Right. You know. Yeah. There's there's your budget yeah. for the glass. You yeah. know. No, uh, unless you're more concerned about sitting around camp and drinking beer so often uh, than you are hunting, <laughs> then um, you know maybe you want the yeti. Yeah, maybe you want the yeti. I have a yeti. I didn't buy it. It was given to me. Yeah, I have one of them fancy Ozarks that you can get at Walmart that are yeti-like. <laughs> yeah. um, but the only reason I bought it is because it was back then they were two hundred and something like dollars. And they had it marked accidentally at a hundred, so I bought it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, that's that's uh, that's something that that I think uh, a lot of people feel is you get jaded by the by the the hunting shows, and and they've they've got this and that and the other, and if you can if you can just realize I don't need that um, that you can get by with this, I think you're going to be a lot better off in budget for the stuff that you really do need. Yeah. 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 There's a few things that you need. Uh, you know, you need good, good boots. boots. Need good you boots. need good glass. Yeah. Um, you need a good weapon. Yeah. Um, but good weapon is a lot easier to find. You know, you can get proficient with a... Decent pair of glass. Well, you can get proficient with a decent rifle. Yeah. Or with a low-end bow. Right. It's maybe you have to work a little harder at it, you know. Maybe you have to work a little harder to consistency and stuff like that. But you can get good with that. Um, you're not going to get good at looking through cheap glass. Yeah. You know, your eyes are going to get strained. Yeah. You know, um, and you're not, not going to get, get good at, at hiking with blisters under boots. feet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shit boots are ruining yeah. hunt. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, versus Gore-Tex. <laughs> <laughs> well, even you know, you know, I, I run, I run Solomon boots, and and they've been treating me pretty dang good for the past two and a half years. And yesterday we were turkey hunting, and my feet were soaking wet. So I guess they finally broke. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I'm like, well, that's on the list for this year. Jail? No, they're they're not they're not all leather. They're, oh. they're, they're, yeah, they're 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 a, they're a mesh, but they're they supposedly have a Gore-Tex in them, and I guess that Gore-Tex yeah. finally broke on them. Yeah, so. and that's and that happens um, every now and then. You know, I got I got a pair of snake boots that I've that I've worn forever, and they were waterproof um, until uh, my hunt in the Valle, and then at some point, yeah. yep, they broke and they were done. Yep. So again, that's one of those things. Oh. I guess I better get another pair. Yeah. And I did. I got another pair of those. They were Danners. I got another pair that was the same 
type, different different camo pattern. But even then, you just got you got to buy something that's going to fit you and and work well for you. Those boots rubbed the hell out of my feet, and I ended up giving them to Rodney mm-hmm. because they didn't fit me. Mm-hmm. They yeah. fit him just fine. Yep. And so that's another thing. You know, you just got to take that into consideration. Right. Even though it's the same company, make sure you try them on. Make sure you know if they're not working for you, don't right. don't continue to use them just because. Right. Well, because you can get a good good price for a used pair of boots. And then go get you a pair that works for you. But well, that, that's what I do with those Solomons. You know, they're, they're going to be a good summer, you know, hiking boot. You know, when it's not raining and yeah. you know, it's not wet. Um, but you know, but that, even that being said, you know, I wore the, I just wore them this past January hunt and and tromping through snow, they did just fine. Yeah. But but we got wet and and they got wet and my feet got wet. You know. Yeah. So. Um, I, I can still use them, you know, September, you know, yeah. you know, when it's, when it's decent. And I just, I just, you know, I, I bought, first, first they, they, they were, they were, they're, they're, they're not a, they're not a $400 boot. You know, I paid 200 for them, but I went and bought some, some super feet insoles, put them in there to make them a little bit sturdier for them. And, you know, then they work great. So, I'm running a set of Danners right now. Um, and they're really good boots. And the only problem that I have with them is, you know, we live in New Mexico and, my, uh, I bought, why did I get 400 gram? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. And, you know, yeah, I get, that's, that's, I wear wool socks and mm-hmm. I, I would suggest, and this is all personal preference, but I suggest a lighter weight. 200. That's, that's, that's what I like. Yeah. I like and the then, 200. And then wear a heavier wool sock, mm-hmm. um, for your insulation. Yeah. You know, that's, that's my personal, cause those, those ones, I mean, January, that January deer hunt that I wore them was great cause it was cold and my feet stayed nice and toasty, and I was good. But I've been on several other hunts with that where whew, I've always ran four hundred Danners as well, and and I'm I've always had well talking about upgrading your gear and learning from experience. You know, you started off you know wearing cotton socks or yeah. those big heavy wool <laughs> socks, yeah. and you know the cotton socks obviously your your feet get hot later in the they day, slam. and then you sit down to. You know, you sit in a blind or something, then your feet get numb, and then, you know, the wool socks, your feet move around so much, especially on these steep mountains, and then you get blisters, and, uh, so anyway, the best solution I found for myself is using a wicker sock. Oh, yeah? I mean, you know, your feet will be a little bit cold whenever you put that boot on straight out of the tent, but once you get moving, you know, it builds up a little bit of heat, Mm -hmm. and then that wicker sock just doesn't sweat. You know, it works really it. well with the Gore-Tex. Yeah. I've, I've never had... been my best love. I've never had any problems with my wool socks. I wear wool socks year-round. I don't even own a pair of any other kind of socks. Yeah. I think yeah. I was going with the ones that were just... Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Know, the old yeah. school yeah. ones. Yeah. I, yeah. And I, I, I run so, merino wool socks. Yeah. 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 I have some I have some thicker ones. But um, I typically just wear those when I'm wearing like I have a set of boots that's just a little loose on me mm-hmm. and I don't like to wear loose boots so I wear those thicker socks with those but I just wear my regular socks my regular wool socks with my hunting boots and um, it seems to work you know, keep me a little cooler well and then you know the nice thing is they're they're always coming up with new and blends and things like that and mm-hmm. so don't be afraid to try something but if it dang sure if it's not working I mean those work socks work for for Steven, we're trying that you know 
we we shouldn't tell him, hey, you need no. to have wool socks because right. no. right. if it's working for him, make, well, let it work, you know. Yeah. You know, you can put your wicker socks <clears throat> on and like it's <clears throat> super cold, you know, and you're chomping around in snow and you know throw your wool socks over, over it, the top of and it. then basically just like you do with your jacket and stuff, yeah. dressing layers, layer it up. Yeah. Well, that's one thing that just I had to learn. Well, I guess everybody learns it, but you know, is not being afraid to, you know. Shed layers, you know, you want to dress in layers so you can shed layers, but I mean, you get out there in the woods and it gets warm, it's better to just go ahead and stop at the bottom of a hill, drop trowel, pull them warm underwear off, put your pants back on, and go up the hill and not produce sweat. It's right. just much better yeah. to go ahead and do that. Yeah, it takes a little bit of time, but you know, if you need to, pull your boots off, pull that extra set of wool socks off, just leave your wickers on. Throw your socks in your pack, go up the hill, and when you get to the top, change again. Yeah. yeah and then, especially if you're hunting something like elk or mm-hmm. barbary or something, you don't want that sweat because they're going to wind you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, we're here in New Mexico, the wind swirls whenever you think you got it figured oh, out. Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Game Such over. A pain Never enough. fails. Seven. Yeah. All right. I think we've took up enough of these gentlemen's time, so we're going to let you guys go. Thanks for joining. Um, Come check out our website. Look for us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Like us, we're comment. not we're not terribly active on Twitter. I have a hard no. time doing that. We have a yeah. I'm just not. I'm not gonna tweet. <laughs> I'm I'm not a. You're not a tweeter. I'm not a tweeter. I'm not a celebrity athlete. So. Not a tweeter or a tweaker or anything like that. Yeah. So. All right. Adios, guys. Adios. 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 Thanks for joining Not a Grande Outdoors podcast. Come follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And don't forget about our website, www.notagrandeoutdoors.com. Adios. Adios.